When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Blue Jays looking good, leading Tampa Bay 5-1 in the bottom of the eighth. Jays with a couple of runners on base, first and second base with two out as they'll try to add to the lead there. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Good chat with uh, Brian Wild. We had Gene Principe on the show a little bit earlier. You heard some comments from Philip Broberg and Dylan Holloway as the Oilers prospects go to Penticton for the Young Stars Tournament and two teams who have been uh, struggling lately. Well, I mean, let's face it. The Elks have been struggling pretty much all season. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, were 4-1. and one. They're now 6-7. and seven. And, uh, you know, the, like I said earlier, they're they're very likely still going to make the playoffs, probably as an Eastern crossover, uh, but they have not been headed in the right direction. And they were stomped on the Labor Day rematch by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are now 12 and one to discuss that. And who knows what else he used to work for little old 630 Chad. He's now the host of the Green Zone on CJME radio in Regina. And I believe he uh, wears green all the time while hosting that show. It's Jamie Nye. Hey, Jamie. How did you know I was wearing green today, Reed? That's creepy. That is a little bit. Well, that's a little bit creepy, man. Little bit creepy. Green Zone. You're sponsored by the color green. It just makes sense. <laughs> uh, that uh, it's not every day, but unfortunately, yes, uh, I, I do often. But it's, it's radio freebies, man. Our radio station colors are green too, so it's uh, everything's green and. You know, radio guys, we're on a budget. We can only afford to wear clothes we get for free from radio stations. <laughs> that's right. That's that's good stuff. Hey, first of all, uh, how's how's your, how's your summer been? I know you I know you work a lot this summer. The riders are, are going strong, but uh, how's your summer? Did you do anything interesting? Like, did you get a hole in one? Did you go to Greece? Did you did you learn how to barbecue an entire deer? Like, what what did you do this summer? No, bought a smoker, so I'm. I got the uh, the the wood pellet grill smoker going now. Uh, that was sold on me by former uh, Ed, Ed, Edmonton Elk, former Rough Rider Belton Johnson got me on that. So uh, he's also like pretty well my neighbor. So he convinced me to get that. Camping once went to uh, my daughter's a big Harry Potter fan. We went to that uh, theater show in Toronto, Cursed Child. It was a Harry Potter. The theater like Broadway show it was fantastic and I got to see the Toronto Blue Jays and Teoscar Hernandez hit a couple of uh, and uh, Vladdy Guerrero hit some dingers against the Chicago Cubs a few weeks ago okay what was this Harry Potter show you're gonna have to help me out here it's a Broadway production like New York Broadway it's in London as well but it's like a theater show it's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and uh, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody who's maybe has tickets because it's like sold out. They've extended it forever. People are traveling to Toronto to see it. And it is, um, it's pretty much about uh, Harry's youngest son going to Hogwarts for all those Potterheads out there who 
the ins and outs of Harry Potter. Are you a Potterhead? Did you read the Harry Potter stuff? Did you get into no. that? Because we're at the age, I missed it too. Like at that age, like I missed it too, but my daughter got really into it. So the first time I read the books was with my nine-year-old last year. So, And are yeah, they good? We, Did we, you enjoy we, them in your adulthood? For, for an adult, they're okay. Like, they're okay. But I can understand, right. like I can imagine... Like read out, I I read them with my daughter, so it was like a bonding experience. So that I enjoyed that very much. So got into the story and detail with her. So yeah, but then we went to the theater show. The theater show was fantastic. It was really well done. They have like fifty thousand pyrotechnics cues in the show. It's ridiculous. Oh, amazing. Okay, well that's well good for you for doing that. I know I, I watched the. Fr- I don't even know how many Harry Potter movies I watched. I think I watched four, which I think is half of them. So I think they did eight movies and seven books. I, I know enough about that, but yeah. I, I didn't I didn't get to the end. All right. Well, that's awesome. That that's an incredible experience. Now let's get to the the meat of the interview. Um, <laughs> oh, I uh, thought that was it. Never mind. Yeah, that was it. That, thanks for talking about Harry Potter, Jamie. We'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you the week of the Grey Cup, where we'll talk about the Hardy Boys. Oh, that's something I used to read, by the way. Anyway. Um, <laughs> The Saskatchewan. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna ask you this: Are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Can, can you even remotely classify them as a as a good football team? Because I have been quite vocal in calling them mediocre most of the summer, even though they've beaten the Elks twice. The Elks aren't good. Uh, am I being too hard on them? You cover them every day. What's going on? Well, I think the CFL is aligned like this: the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Calgary Stampeders, and it was the BC Lions, but the BC Lions have now fallen into the group with everybody else. Maybe Toronto's just above that, and then like Edmonton at the bottom of them all. So Saskatchewan's in that lump. There is a great football team. Calgary's a good to really good football team. Toronto's pretty good. And then a bunch of, like you said, like mediocre one of these teams might get hot and win the Grey Cup <laughs> type right. team. But the, the Rough Riders, I went through their schedule. We go through the Riders' schedule, and I, we were talking about it on the show this week. What was their convincing win this season? Like, what was their marquee? They won and showed they're a good quality football team. Well, they beat Montreal by 21. But that they was when Montreal, Montreal was like before points. they changed their – that was before they changed their coach – and it was. Uh, I'm not. I, I wasn't. I'm not impressed by that early Montreal win. And I was like Hamilton at the start of the season. They were bad. Edmonton's bad. Montreal is in that mediocre group. And th- then of course they lose two of. They only win two of their last six games. Like there wasn't that. Wow. They, and then when they beat BC, it was with Michael O'Connor and Antonio Pitkin at quarterback. And. That so yeah, that was the first game without Nathan Rourke. There hasn't been that convincing victory for the Riders to really prove themselves a legit contender. And they have a really good defense. I still am convinced they have one of the best defenses in the league, even though they didn't look like it last week. It's just this offense is so erratic. The offensive line is among the worst. Well, they're the worst in the league. And if they can't protect Cody Fajardo even Ricky Ray wouldn't be winning. Like, this offensive line reminds me of that offensive line in Edmonton. Oh, what year was that? Oh, seven, oh, eight in there somewhere. 
where even Ricky Ray was having to run for his life. And he wasn't like a guy who really took off and run very often. Even he was running around because that offensive line was so bad. So that's where we, that's what we got in Saskatchewan. Well, and the, the, to me, the sad part for the Elks is if they had won one of the two home games against the Riders, Friday's game is totally different when it comes to the possibilities. And I know the Elks lost both those games, and I know they've lost a lot of games. They, they did have the lead in the fourth quarter both times. Slim leads. They led by a point. Maybe the one game they led by two. But they, but they had, like, if this game is Edmonton four wins and Saskatchewan five and Montreal five wins, it's it's totally different, right, in, in terms of maybe uh, which team looking for the crossover. Well, actually, it's Hamilton and Ottawa just with three wins that, that, that they're trying to beat out. But Saskatchewan's still in a good spot to be in the playoffs despite struggling lately. Is Are they... Are they cooling on Cody Fajardo? I'm not going to talk about the fans. I'm talking about the organization. Like, there's a lot of speculation about where Bo Levi is next year. I I wonder if there should also be speculation about where Fajardo is next year. Yeah, well, that topic came up today on the on on my show too on Cody Fajardo, and because it was we were talking about Taylor Cornelius signing a two year contract extension, which I was like, okay, he hasn't really wowed me to. No, I was surprised too. Two years. Uh, like I could understand next year, but two years, oh, okay, but nothing's guaranteed in the CFL. They can cut him tomorrow and not really owe him much. So uh, with Cody Fajardo, was like, do, do you do that too with Cody and lock him in? But it's got to be a significantly less condo. You're not going to sign him for $450,000. And I think these next two months with Cody Fajardo will prove that. I think the team has gotten to the point where they – are considering making a move at quarterback if Cody doesn't grab the bull by the horns and lead this team down the stretch and really prove that he's the starter because the last couple of months have not gone well. And I know that offensive line is bad and it's hard to evaluate a quarterback behind an offensive line that bad. But also Cody's, you know, he's been missing open throws and throwing it low and throwing it high and he's been inaccurate. Uh, uh, He's getting a little bit better the last couple of games but they they need to sh- Cody needs to show them that he deserves his next contract because he is a free agent after this season. Yeah, uh, Jamie and I joining us from CJME Radio in uh, in Regina. Elks and Riders coming up on Friday night. Um, I, I mean, you, in your mind, the Elks are the worst team in the league. Uh, I still think it's between Edmonton and, and Ottawa. I know they they split their uh, their season series. I guess we're. That's that's quite a miserable conversation to have, but like, are you from a from a Saskatchewan standpoint? Are you are you concerned about the game on Friday? Like, do you think the Elks could go in there and I mean the the Elks D line actually isn't bad if, if you're talking about the Riders oh, having yeah. a, a bad O line like that that could swing the game if if Cody's running for his life the entire night. Absolutely, I could see Edmonton. Now I'm picking the Riders to win. But I'm not. I'm not saying this is going to be. Oh yeah, put it in the bank. This is the free space on the bingo card. Nuh-uh. Because as you said, that defensive line for Edmonton and Chris Jones always has something. And they played the Riders tough twice in Edmonton. And the way this Riders team has gone, they're still undisciplined. They still make stupid mistakes. They still make selfish errors post whistle. And like putting the guy's head into the ground as you're getting off to get a 15-yard penalty. It's just these selfish, undisciplined 
buffoonery that these guys do still it's been going on all season so yeah i i think the riders do win on on friday night but i've said it to a lot of people i can see them losing this one going into that bye week and then you're staring at road games in winnipeg and hamilton and calgary and all of a sudden who knows what could happen in the back half of the season i have this game down as the riders it's not a must win but this is a need to win game for the riders they they need this win going into the bye week i think they are that desperate for a victory to start going some positive momentum to those final four games because if they lose this one i think that will completely kill not only the morale of the fan base who are already rallying against the team and want everybody fired right now anyways but even internally, I think that this, the, a loss to the Elks would just rattle everybody in that organization before the end of the season. Yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, the, the Riders are looking good for a playoff spot, even if they do lose. But yeah, then you start wonder oh, to to wonder how you know. And and you you made a great point about the penalty and the Elks have had, and that's what's frustrating about the Elks. It's like. Okay, you you have a talent deficit in almost every game. Why are you giving teams field position or points by, as you mentioned, punching a guy after the whistle, melting off? You know, Cordy got thrown out of a game with one of their better players. Like, and that's the that's the frustration. And I saw, like, I thought, uh, I thought Sunday, like that, I thought that was a real meltdown. But and I, I I I know guys were sick, and maybe you can enlighten us there how many players they were short or were ill. But that was the thing about Saskatchewan in that game for me. I was like, okay, they're getting beat by a really good team, and they're they're almost attitude-wise uh, just kind of throwing in the towel or saying, well, whatever, we'll just act kind of kind of punkish here, and 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 we'll. But you know that didn't help. Yeah, like that that game in Winnipeg was a gong show. Like what we're hearing from the locker room, and you know, Darnell Sankey was seeing like the paramedic teams were coming in to help them do ivs for the players like they were they were much pretty much playing with the 12 guys on offense the 12 guys on defense that were healthy enough to play and from there it's like who who can play special teams like that roster might have been 36 37 players in total who actually was able to play from the guys they had dressed because like craig reynolds the president was driving players from regina that morning to Winnipeg from the practice roster because they needed guys to dress because the guys weren't playing. And then you had Keon Schaefer-Baker and Justin McInnes, two Canadian receivers who actually were dressed, but they're in the locker room the entire game sick. Like, it was it was nasty on what happened Friday night going into that game on Saturday. So you, you put that on excuse, but I, talking to the defensive guys, there's two defensive players sick. Uh, a lot of them was on the offense, and it was the offense who outplayed the defense. Right. So I don't know how much you put the – they were ill is being as a huge excuse because the offense who had most of the guys sick and an entire offensive line who were getting IVs at halftime and Cooper Richardson was starting and he was puking on the bus on the way to the stadium, like they they played better than the defense did. So, yeah, it – I don't want to go into too much TMI here on what was going on in the Ryder locker room, but it was bad. Yeah. Okay, it we was, get, we, we, it was we Roberto get. Luongo in Vancouver time or in Anaheim for that playoff game time sixteen. I, I think it was. <laughs> uh, quickly before I, I, I let you go, uh, what what's it like having Bedard in the, in that city? 
Like, is is there a lot of uh, excitement for him and and what his future holds? Well, too, like the preseason games, you're getting 500, 600 people into the the stadium to watch preseason. But they did a preseason game in Estevan the other day, and it was like sold out for weeks. Uh, that the Regina Pats and the Pats pretty much guaranteed Connor Bedard was going to be on the ice. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of buzz around Connor Bedard because they all know this is the last year of Connor Bedard. And I'm I'm actually hearing a lot of fans go, I'm not renewing my tickets after this year. They've kind of raised raised ticket prices, and they kind of feel like they're trying to get as much money out of Connor Bedard as possible. But uh, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a sold-out barn every night at the Brandt Center in Regina, but uh, this is a team that I'm interested in because Connor's so good and Tanner Howe, and they have some young guys as well. What does John Paddock do? Uh, Can he build a contender? And if they're not a contender, how much could he yield by trading Connor Bedard at the deadline if they're not in the mix for, for a Memorial Cup, if they can even bear to do that? with how much of a buzz this kid's going to have. So uh, uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what goes on with the Regina Pats this season because Connor Bedard, every time he's on the ice, he, he seems to have the chance to score four or five a night, uh, even though he, may, he might pot one or two. But he's, he's around the puck and around the net almost all night long. Jamie, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, whether we're talking football, hockey, or Harry Potter. We'll see where we get to the next time you're on. Enjoy the game Friday. It'll be it, it'll be interesting, perhaps for all the wrong reasons, but I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yes, that is a, a fair, fair point. These two teams in the last, uh, since week five, are the worst teams in the league with two and six records. Even when, uh, Hamilton and Ottawa have more than that since week five with three wins each. So uh, it's, who, who, it's going to be interesting to see, I think, who's worse uh, when it comes to the Elks or the Riders on, set, on Friday night. That is Jamie Nye from CJME Radio in Regina. Okay, the Blue Jays win 5-1 over Tampa Bay. Taylor Cornelius, two-year contract extension with the Elks. He's here through 2024. Elks at Riders on Friday, 6 o'clock countdown to kickoff. Game at 7.30. Oilers rookies off to Penticton for the Young Stars Tournament, which will start on Friday. You heard from Brian Wild, Jamie Nye, Gene Principe, some comments along the way from Philip Broberg and Dylan Holloway as well, and a uh, very perturbed Chris Jones, who was not happy with the caliber of the Elks practice today. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. Stoff has Oilers now tomorrow from noon to 2 from Penticton. All have Inside Sports from 6 to 8. Thanks for listening. 